Triple Play Fantasy's basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel. I am your host, Kevin Coleman, and today we're going to be talking a little NBA basketball. And specifically, we're going to be talking about NBA rookies this year and just go over some check-in on this. Uh, if you've been a fan of the fan of the YouTube channel and all that, you know that me and Coach Lewis have been doing player breakdowns and rookie breakdowns from last year, prospect breakdowns since last last year, essentially. And we've gone through all of these guys and we looked at all these guys. And, you know, I, I like to think that we both have a very good uh, understanding of these guys as players. We did a, I think we did an excellent job breaking them down and knowing who they are as basketball players and what we should expect in the NBA. And we did this. We did a whole thing on the NBA draft and went down. And so I think it's a good time right now to kind of check in on how they're doing. And I, I'm going to pick the top eight, the top eight guys right now. And just doing a very quick break, breakdown of how they're playing right now, what are they, what are they doing in terms of basketball-wise, and, and how they're doing performing for their teams. So we're going to go through the top eight. But again, these are very fluid. These things happen, and, and you can see kind of where we're going to see them kind of end up. Who knows? I know some guys are talking about, like, hey, Cunningham. I saw someone say Cunningham is a bust. Let's relax, guys. Okay, let's chill out there. But let's go through the top eight. So first one up, Evan Mobley. Uh, you know what? You there's, you can't really hate the kid. Uh, he's been averaging in between 15 to 18 points per game right now. 7.9 boards, 2.3 assists, one block. Uh, and when you watched his game last night, if you watched it against Boston, they came back from a 19-point deficit. And the big reason why they won is because he had a massive block at the end. He had 19-9 and three blocks and two steals. And you know what? The biggest thing about him is just damn efficient this year. And you're looking at his field goal percentage is great. He doesn't shoot very bat poorly from the field. And when he does, they tend to struggle. But I do love his three-point percentage. I mean, he's six for 17. He's 35%. But it's going to come up. And we talked about that when we broke him down when we watched his tape. He can shoot. It's just going to take some time for him to get to that range. But when he does, he's a damn cheat code. And that's going to be fun to watch. Uh, the big game, too, that I watched uh, recently was he played the Knicks. He had 26 points, nine rebounds, five assists, a steal and a block in that game. Super efficient from the field. But when you watched him, no one could guard him. It didn't matter who the put Nick, who the Knicks put on him when you watch him. Nerlens Noel couldn't guard him because he's outmatched. The reason why is because he's so fluid with the ball. When he gave it to him the high post, literally, he would just take him off the dribble, two dribbles, spin move, and just score. That was kind of what Mobley did. Then you watch him on another position. They try to get Mitchell Robinson because he's a little bigger, and he struggled with that because, you know, he can't stay with him in the outside. So he's a mismatch nightmare. Him and Garland are absolutely crushing it right now. And Cleveland's kind of back now, and I like what they have going there, and they have a good thing around Mobley. And if he can continue to develop, we may be talking about him as should have been the number one pick. And I actually mentioned this on the on the – channel recently i think we broke down we broke down mobley and we said hey this is a kid that you want to get and i i was high on him then coach coach is wrong and i believe that he could be that difference maker and so far he is now let's talk about my next guy and i love this kid too scotty barnes and, and i've been on him for a while now you know he's at 16.28 two and one right now he's absolutely been on a tear you know, just a week ago, he's only averaged 11 points. Now he's coming up. And when you look at him, he was coming off a sprained thumb, but that seems to be better. It, I Really, right now, it's a two-man race for the Rookie of the Year between Scotty and, and Mobley. And the reason why is just because of Scotty's versatility. You know what? He actually guarded Mobley the other night. He did a pretty good job on him. He's given up a couple inches, and he did very good there. One-on-ones he can do. He can do it on both sides of the floor. And the thing that I was worried about the most was when we was coming out, I said, hey, you know what? He's got to learn how to score because at the next level at Florida State, he, he really deferred to his teammates. 
He's been able to do that. And a kid to put up 16 and 8, that's ridiculous. And his ability to kind of defend both sides of the ball and do that. You saw what he did to Kevin Durant earlier this season where Durant's like, man, I can't believe he's a rookie. There's a real reason why Scotty's getting touted as being such a good good prospect. And it's because he does it on both sides. His scoring has been there. I think he really well. I think he gets out on the break really easy. And you love to see that. I love to see him get out on the break and kind of controlling that. And you got to give him a shout out for how he's performing with the Raptors. He's getting a ton of usage, which you like to see. So who knows what's going to happen when when we get Siakam? But again, I love that duo. Duo. I love this team, and I love Scotty, and I think he's doing all the right things for your for the NBA franchise that he's on. Now the next guy is is Cade. Now Cade has had has had an up and down season so far. He started off kind of slow because he didn't play. He was hurt. He came off. You know, he's, he's come off the floor. And he's done pretty pretty well. 11 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists is nothing amazing. Uh, his, his field goal percentage has kind of not been great. He's at 33% right now. His 3-point percentage has really got to give it up. 26% is just not going to cut it. But you've seen flashes against Houston. You saw that flash against Jalen Green. You saw flashes against Philly. He played pretty well against Philly. He shot 9 for 10 from the free throw line. I like what Cade has been able to do. I think he's going to take a little bit of time to develop. And I think one of the things that we got to realize is just how bad the Pistons are. So when you look at that, I think that we're going to see some – he's going to have some shooting woes. We knew that. I talked about that when we broke his broke his stuff down. We talked about, hey, he's going to struggle from shooting. But I think the big thing that sets him apart is the ability to kind of get in the middle of the key. He actually can lead the break very well. He's a point guard, as my as my buddy coach would say. He's a point guard. He's going to lead that break. He There was a couple possessions when he played the Nets and Kevin Durant. He actually broke down Kevin Durant going to the basket. You don't do that if you're not one of the top players in the NBA, and he is. I mean, he's or top rookies in the NBA. He is. He's got a good game. He's tough to cover. I think he'll work through those shooting struggles, but you've seen flashes on defense and playmaking. If you're looking for anything like that, it's playmaking, and Cade's one of those kids, and he has that. So I think the early struggles are just, hey, him learning the game, and he's got to get up to that speed, and it's going to be one of those things. Evan Mobley, the reason why he's a big, he's just going to run the floor. He doesn't do his job. Scotty Barnes is being asked to do a particular role. Hey, Scotty, this is your role. Play defense, transition to the other side, score when you're open. That's a way different role than what Cade's asked to do. Cade's being asked to take this team under his wing and lead it as a, as a rookie. So when you think of roles and how they separate them, Cade's a big reason why he's kind of struggling right now because they're asking him to do a lot. Okay, Just like the next guy, and this is my guy everybody knows, is Jalen Green. Jalen right now is averaging 14 points per game, 3.5 rebounds, and 2.8 assists. Again, this is the, kind of the same role. Mobley and Barnes are asking to do one thing. Cunningham and Green are going to ask to do a completely different role here. Green is kind of – he struggled from his field goal percentage. So when you're looking at what he's done on the field, 38% field goal percentage is not good enough. And I think that he really struggles scoring sometimes. You saw that game when he played – when we go through Detroit. He had 23, five rebounds. He looked okay, but he's 3 for 11 from the three-point line. You can't do that. And I think that – they have a real, real lack of uh, consistency with this crew. They've only won one game, and that was against OKC this year. That is not going to cut it. One win is not great. He's being asked to do a lot, and he's not ready yet. He's got to get that field goal percentage up. He's got to get that three-point percentage up. I, you know, Obviously, his free throw percentage is 85%. He's doing the little things. You'd like to see those assist numbers get up. But like I mentioned, he's got to get that shooting percentage up, especially that three-point percentage. He's got to work on that right now. But again, Houston's a dumpster fire. So when we're lo- when we're talking about this, I think we got to understand the concepts of both Cade and Jalen of what they're being asked to do. Those are very different things than what those other guys are doing. Now, after that, I think there's a pretty clear tear break, in my opinion. Uh, those four guys have really separated themselves. This is why they got drafted the way they did. The next guy I want to give a shout-out is the my guy, Davion Mitchell. You know what? He came off the season very hot. 
guarding everybody. They talked about him guarding Steph, him guarding all these kids. He's at a hell of a defender, and we know that. 9.8 points per game as well right now, 2.6 rebounds, 2.6 assists. So when we talk about, you know, Davion and what he's been able to do, I think that he he can create space for his step back three. He's shown that he can score. We we can look at his ability to kind of has he has jumpers, he has that all that. But I think mostly it's it's his defense has been what's most an incredible thing. Incredibly high IQ at the end of the floor. Definitely knocking down threes when he's supposed to. He's a very solid prospect. We talked about this. Now I hated this pick for the Kings because I didn't think he fit very well. I still don't think he fits very well in the Kings because they're a dumpster fire as well. As a Kings fan, I can say that. But he's doing what he's asked. Play good defense, hit spot-up threes, create opportunities for yourselves if you need to. So Davion, to me, is in that top five right now just because of his, his ability to kind of defend on the other side. And I love everything that he's able to do there. Now, next kid is a guy that me and Coach talked about, Chris Dorte. Now, Chris is old. So when we talk about him, he should be doing this. He's 24 years old. So that's pretty average for what you're talking about. 14 points, four rebounds, two assists, one steal per game. But he's very solid. And now this is the reason why we talked about Chris and we just said, hey, this is his ceiling, and this is his ceiling. I don't know how much growth he's going to have based on his age and where he's at in his game, but he's going to be a solid role player, and that's what we always talked about there. Now, he's he's pretty close to doing that. He's shooting 44% from the field and, and 42% from deep at this time. If he can do that, his three-point centers right now would rank him second all-time in league history among rookies who average five or more threes a game in this first season. We're talking about an incredible season here, right? record-breaking season if he can keep that three-point percentages up. And on this team, he fits pretty well with what they're trying to do. He's going to get the usage and the playing time. But if he can continue to shoot that three percentage where he's at, that's what you're looking for from a prospect perspective. And he's doing that. He's at 40% right now. And it doesn't seem like he's slowing up. He's going to be hitting two or three threes a game. He's very, very good at just kind of extending plays. I like the way that he basically just sets himself up. And you know what? Even better, when George is on the floor, the Pacers outscore opponents right now by 36 points. That's invaluable going forward for this kid. He's he's a very good prospect. He's a very good pick where they picked him. And just got to give a shout out to the Pacers jerseys. I love those jerseys. Those are my favorite jerseys in the NBA. If I ever coach a varsity team again, we are getting those jerseys because I think they are awesome. All right, now, next guy here is my guy, Josh Giddy. Hey, you know what? I'm always going to shout out Giddy because when I, I did a mock draft earlier this season, and before before the draft, before I believe it was even the even the NBA draft, and before even like March, I think, and I wrote a I wrote an article, and I said, "Hey, Giddy's going to be a, a lottery pick." And some guy on Reddit just blasted me and said, "He's a terrible, won't go in the first round." Well, look at now, okay? Giddy is a very very good player. Now it's one of those things too, though, where the the Thunder are bad. So you have to very you have to look and see okay who are they bad or are they good players so are they bad players on a bad team but they're just going to get the usage or are they good players on a bad team that can can do this and I think he can I think he separates himself now he's never going to be just a scorer okay so I think one of those things I comped him to like a better bigger Rubio and I think that's a good comp for him when you look at kind of what he's been able to put up this year and his stats hey you know what he's shooting 39% from the field not great 29% from three point land he's got to get better there but that was always a weakness of his game if you he was going to just shoot threes that's not there his free throw percentage needs to get up as well but he's just going to be a great point guard he's averaging nine six and six he's going to get rebounds he's going to work six eight two oh five point guard is basically what you're looking at i know he's listed as a shooting guard but he's going to play both roles there i like what he's seen i like his potential i think he has one of the best ceilings of this class just based on his potential now if he can improve his shooting now we're talking about a legitimate prospect 
he's got to improve that shooting or he's not going to be anything more than just a role player that can basically be your point guard. Now, is he a max guy? No, but he can be that role player for your team. I like what he's, he's come out of there. Now, my last guy here is someone who I know my counterpart, Coach Lewis, is a lot higher on than I am coming into the season. But I wanted to just, you know, we got to give him a little bit of shout out. And that's Jalen Suggs. 11.3 points per game, 3.3 rebounds, 3.5 assists. He doesn't have the huge scoring numbers, so we're not looking at like Barnes and Dorte there, but he's consistently giving Orlando 10 to 12 points a night. Okay, He's got a handful of assists. He's got really good effort on defense. You like what he's done there. Now, he's going to get compared all the time to Barnes because, you know, the Raptors should have taken Suggs over Barnes. A lot of people thought that. But right now, Barnes had a better start to his career. But that doesn't mean Suggs is a bust here, guys. Okay, so he struggled with his efficiencies, but he's getting good looks on the field. He's still showing he can create off the dribble. And I think that's what you got to know with Suggs. He's going to be able to create off the dribble, and can he go score himself? But I think he can. He gets his, his teammates involved. He's engaged. His shooting's going to come. Okay, so when you looked at his lone season at Gonzaga, he shot 50% from the field. So it's there. He's gotten the looks. He's got to knock him down. Remember, these kids are young kids. They're going to find their way. And you've seen that. He's got his, his previous game against Washington. He did shoot 40% from the field. It's improving. So you're going to look at a kid probably going to average around 10, 11 points. He's going to be good on both sides of the ball. He's going to be able to create for himself. And he's got a good little roster there. Now, I do think that the mergers of Cole Anthony is going to hurt him a little bit in terms of scoring-wise and because of the efficiency there. But you have to give Suggs credit for what he's been able to do. I know he's day-to-day -day right now, but he should be okay to come out. So those are my top eight guys that I'm looking at for this season. The rookie class has been a lot of fun, and I think that's one of the things that we got to watch this year. This is the next crop of guys. I think this group can be that guy that we talked about in five, ten years. Like, man, that, that was class. That 2021 class was amazing. And I think that's one area that we can look at there. So I just wanted to check in on the rookies and talk about you know what they're doing, what they're doing on the season. We'll do this again in a few weeks and see where they're at. But right now, like I mentioned, we got Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green, Davion Mitchell, Chris Dorte, and Josh Giddy, and Jalen Suggs as my top eight going in to Sunday, November 14th. So I appreciate you guys listening. Hit that like button, subscribe button. Let me know if why I'm wrong in the comments or why I'm right. And I, as always, we appreciate you guys.